Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I am your host, Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got a good one for you today. We had some more hockey on last night. Obviously, we're getting down to the wire, so there's only one game a night. It was uh, the Vegas Golden Knights took, came away with a win last night, so we will talk about that, as well as break down the upcoming football season, NFL season, give our, give our takes on that. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. All right, Tommy. Where to first? Uh, let's talk about let's talk about Vegas. Vegas, Robin, baby. Robin Leonard shutout, baby. Three nothing. Yeah, the yeah. scoring started off by Pauling Walnuts too, so that was cool. Shout out to mm-hmm. the board. Mm-hmm. On a tip in, of course, classic, classic Polly Walnuts. Yep, socks are on. We're good. Great um, tip. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, I, I think I know how we talked about uh, before game two of each series, how uh, game two is going to be very telling just because game one was very dominant for various teams in their own way. And I think Vegas really showed, they looked like the better team through and through um, last night and sort of get, re, re-upped my confidence in them making it to the cup final and giving Tampa a run for their money. But I don't know. What did you, what did you see last night? Uh, kind of the same thing. Big, I mean, Vegas is a big possession team. That's kind of been like their claim to fame over this uh, over these playoffs. And I mean, even just looking at the faceoff percentage, it was 61 to 38 in favor of Vegas. So anytime you've got the puck 60% of the time, right off the jump, uh, you're going to have a good game. you got Robin Leonard, big panda in goal, shutting her down, brick wall. I don't know how you can go and, back to Marc-Andre Fleury, no matter how many that, knives no. he gets stabbed in his back on Twitter. So <laughs> It was a sword. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It wasn't thing. it a knife, it was a sword. He could put an RPG in his back right now. He's probably going to stay on the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Leonard looked really, really good. Uh, Vegas looked really, really good. Dallas looked not as good. Um, that was a very, very convincing three nothing win. That's the Shots thing though, too. It's like it didn't. It didn't really look like Dallas just came out and like. I mean, I mean, I guess you could make the argument that they didn't play their game, but it really just looked like Vegas like flipped the Dominated. flipped the switch yeah. and uh, like got back to their game as opposed to game one where it was like, okay, this doesn't look like the Vegas team that we've seen. You know. Yeah, I mean, looking at the. Looking at the game stats, the only thing that, that Dallas had the advantage on was takeaways. Um, shots on goal, faceoff percentage, power plays, penalty minutes, hits, blocks, giveaways, all advantage Vegas. So it, they just really dominated from from puck drop to final buzzer. Specifically in, that in second every aspect period. Of the game. Yeah, specifically yeah, that second period. I would shot them 19 to 7 in the second. Yeah, all three goals um, got, came in the got second. All three well. goal, yep, all three goals came in the second. Um, yeah, Vegas looked really good. They, I saw the, the tweet that was like that they already have more playoff wins than like 10 other franchises or something like that in the past, whatever, or maybe ever. I don't even know. I think they already have more playoff wins than Winnipeg slash Atlanta. Jeez. And I saw one other one too. I'm, what is this? this is their this is their third year in in the NHL, and they're already 
two wins away from their or three wins away from their second uh, Stanley Cup final appearance in, in three years. That's something that most teams, any team would would kill for, much less a team in its first three years of the league. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and you, I saw a tweet too that was like basically just racking up all the players that Vegas got. Like, like they said, like we'll trade you this player if you take somebody else. Mm-hmm. Essentially, so like I, f- I forget all, but like Shea Theodore was in there and William Carlson and just like the amount of players they got before they were even a team. Essentially, was like yeah, insane. And then they had the expansion draft. It's like I get the argument of like. A couple of years ago when it was like a couple of like misfits and like outcasts and stuff. But essentially, like it also kind of comes down to the fact that they had kind of their pick of the litter of like NHL players from like a pool. So you can mm-hmm. kind of understand like why they'd be so successful. But at the same yeah, time, they, like it's cool that all these guys have gotten a chance that they didn't really get on their old teams. And they come here and just kind of light it up together. Pretty sweet to see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching the expansion draft and being like, what the hell are these guys doing? Um, they, yeah, they came away with a haul before they even yeah. drafted, man. Yeah, yeah they, they did. I think they did really well with that, obviously. And then they had a very clear plan in mind when it came to actually building their team. Um, and they've kind of maintained that that. Uh, play style throughout because if you look at their roster there's still so many guys that they got from that expansion draft or from before that expansion draft and really the only guy or guys that come to mind initially in terms of like big fish free agents or whatever Robin Lehner and Mark Stone Mm -hmm. um, are are, are their maybe have been their two most important players in this run. And you know what? That's what it takes to be a good team is you you home grow a lot of your talent. But we saw it with the Blues. It often takes that one sort of outside hire to get you over the hump in being Ryan O'Reilly. Um, so the, the, their management's been a little questionable at times. Like that Thomas Tatar trade was abominable yeah in hindsight that doesn't look too good They've, their, their deadline acquisitions have been a little a little shaky a little questionable um but like i said they have existed for three years and honestly probably couldn't have been much more successful than they are than they have been i mean yeah they don't have a cup but uh, us as blues fans know getting that close within your first three years is well i mean not not something i can remember but <laughs> it's something that did happen obviously under very different circumstances but it's it's probably the best success you could ask for um as a fan of a new nhl team and, and here's my thing if seattle comes out and is just as good what the hell is the NHL going to do? Yeah, you got at that point you have to like kind of reframe the expansion draft, no? Because you want them to be you want them to be like contenders off the jump, right? You don't want them to just be like, oh, like they're the worst team in the league because they're like it's their first year and they're just going to suck. Like you still want to like draw fans, but at the same time you can't have you can't have them just dominating, you know? Yeah, wild. But at the same, you know, it's not like you can really. I think what we saw the rules were. Are going to be the same as they were for Vegas, which makes sense. You know, it's only fair. Um, it wouldn't be fair to punish Seattle because Vegas was so good at, dra- at drafting. Right. Um, I'm very curious to see how much of their success can be chalked up to that's just how good NHL players are. And if you are smart about it and build a roster of 20 NHL players, regardless of their how good they look on paper, they can win games or just a matter of 
really, really good management, really, really good uh, decisions when it came to the expansion draft. You know, is, is it inevitable if you have an expansion team that you're going to be able to put a good team together or or did Vegas just pull like the, the greatest expansion move in, in the history of sports and, and create a dominant team off of square one? I'm, I'm very curious to see how that goes um, and see if Seattle drafts like an eight-win team in year one. Well, kind of like how we talked about too, like the team's essentially saying like, hey, we'll trade you this player if you don't take, like if we force you to take like this right. specific player, like essentially like the Vegas Golden Knights are the Frankenstein of <laughs> all the teams collectively saying here, take all of, the, all of our dirty laundry that like we don't want. And then they turn it around and turning it into gold. Um, so I feel like kind of like what you were talking about, it's going to be interesting to see how the other teams react to this expansion draft, knowing what happened the last time and how like a lot of teams essentially got fleeced just because they didn't know what they had in their prospects. And they were like, yeah, we'll give you this dude. And then you just take ne- next thing you know. Yeah. To. Next thing you know, yeah, they're a stacked lineup competing in the playoffs three years in a row since there were or- origination. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely something I, I I did not see coming with Vegas. I'm looking forward to see how that goes with Seattle, and I'm looking forward to see if Vegas can can repeat their success this year. Um, but before we move on, I do gotta tell everybody about our friends over at Built Bar. You know them, you love them. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and the new and improved Built Bar is even delicious, sir. 18 amazing amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors for so whatever you need. And there are six brand new delicious flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They sound so delicious. And every single bar is covered in 100% chocolate, and they're all soft, easy to chew. And the best part is, you know it, they're healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for someone on a diet. Um, not more than none of the none of the bars have more than 180 calories. Looking at looking at the new flavors, so they're they're good for you. You aren't going to be getting a lot of uh, cal- caloric intake when you eat them. No reason not to get them. Go to builtbar.com right now and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get ten dollars off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for ten dollars off at builtbar.com, and we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. <laughs> All right, Tommy. Where to next? You want to keep on this Vegas train, or you? Yeah, you kind of. Just, just uh, just kind of top top it off with a cherry here. Uh, talk about Built Bar being a great value. You want to talk about another great value is Shea Theodore. He's twenty five years old. He's making five point two mil for the next five years. So his contract's up when he's thirty, which is always nice um, for team control. Seventeen points in the playoffs in seventeen games played. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Kids. Um. I feel yeah. It's it seems like it's been a different name every not every night, but like every sort of every sort of run they have someone else that that steps up. Like year one, it was William Carlson lighting the world on fire, scoring forty goals. Yes. Uh, this year, it's been a lot more of their their defense has stepped it up. Uh, Shea Theodore has looked like a legitimate number one defenseman in this league, um, and and their goaltending has been so good too. It, it, it's truly a. a it a joy to watch them succeed because yep. it's Peron had a really it, good year for him last year too. Peron had a spectacular year for them. Um, career, he had a career high in assists or points or both or something. I don't something remember. Something like that. Yeah. One of them. Something like that. 
but it just seems like Vegas is a recipe for success. Um, and you know, obviously year one, the joke was, Oh, teams are, teams are going to stay in Vegas for their first time. Of course, they're going to go out gambling the night before and won't be able to play. But I feel like that excuse has sort of lost its muster considering they're not even in Vegas anymore. Right. Um, and they still continue to dominate. You look at their you look at their lineup on paper right now, and it still doesn't look that good. I'm gonna be honest; it doesn't look as good as where they as much as they have achieved. It looks this a lot point. better in person. Yeah, yeah. It must be something in the water, something in the coaching. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's truly a miracle. And and like I said, it all goes back to can Seattle repeat that success? I feel like there's gonna be no in between. I feel like they're either gonna be just as good as Vegas or like Detroit. Uh, Red Wings levels um, of, of of mediocrity, based on how uh, hesitant teams are. You know, I, I wonder if we're going to see a lot less of those trades, right? Just because who knows? Who knows? I'm we'll excited. See, I guess that's going to be fun to yeah. see. I'm expecting. I'm still, season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still expecting a lot of uh, a Blues moves before the before free agency actually hits, but. We'll see where that goes. I think free agency starts the first week of October. Is that right? Mm-hmm. They just moved it up. Yeah, like October 6th and 7th or something like that. Yeah, or the 8th. Uh, is draft, and then free agency starts right after. I don't remember. Um, I got to do some... I got to do some prep work for the draft, too. Yeah. <laughs> I got to figure out yeah. who we're taking. I know. I know. If we have a first-round pick for the first time in, like, what I seems know, like forever. I, I hope we get a sniper. Who knows? I don't know. I... I... <sighs> I feel like the, the the blue in the past blues drafts have always gone not the way I would expect. Like I'd be like, oh, they're probably picking a defenseman, and then they pick Robert Thomas. And I'm like, who's that? And then yeah. I do a little I do a little research. I'm like, oh, okay. That's the thing is in first round they usually just go with best player available, like regardless right. of position. which I think is what you kind of have to do. Right. Um, especially in the NHL, so their picks. Yeah. Especially in the NHL. Um, but yeah, it, it's lots to lots to look forward to in the coming weeks. It's been it's been a little quiet. Um, out of the Blues camp, but there was news uh, today. Vladimir Tarasenko did finish his successful shoulder surgery with no complications, uh, which is great to hear. Obviously concerning that he's going to be out for five to six months, but step one out of the way, surgery is completed, and now it's just another road to recovery with him. Yep, and get back to doing physical therapy, which feels like he's been doing (laughs) for for a while now, but... The plus side of that is he knows exactly what he needs to do to get back to where he wants to be. Um, So I feel like he won't have a lot of struggles or problems or setbacks really along the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I also saw saw from like a rumor Twitter account. So this probably doesn't have a lot of credit really. Um, But there was rumblings that the blues were looking or Tyler Bozak's name was being thrown around in trade talks um, as a piece that the Blues were trying to move. So uh, uh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at the cap, you log on to Cap Friendly and you click on the Blues. That's sort of the first name that sticks out. As like, oh boy, yeah, that that could go. Yeah, he's ma- he's making five million a year. Um, tremendous depth center for St. Louis. Does his, plays his role extremely well. But you look at a potential odd man out for the forward core, and, and he might be that guy. You know, he, he's I, I don't want to say he's not essential but he seems like maybe the least essential out of the potential names getting tossed around in trade rumors mm-hmm. um but again i'm not doug armstrong and as we know in the past especially when it comes to trades doug armstrong always has a trick up his sleeve so i look forward to seeing what that is 
Um, I, I mean, I can't really think of a trade that he's missed on in the past. I don't know. The last trade he's missed on is probably the the Halak trade, and that was a while ago. Yeah, but honestly, Unless, yeah, honestly, you could talk about the Falk trade. Yeah, I think it's too soon. I, I think, think it's, it's too that's soon. Fair. That's fair, especially after watching soon. him play in the playoffs. I think it is too soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's too soon. I think that's too easy of a crutch to fall on. Yep. Um, and you look at the you look at the Fabry trade. That was that wasn't a hockey trade. That was a Robbie Fabry trade. Like, hey, go 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 find greener pastures elsewhere. That's kind of um, like a like you can attribute that to almost like the Luke Voigt trade for the Cardinals. Like, yeah. Oh, also we got Gallegos, who's just nasty. But it was like, yeah, like on paper, the dude's just hitting absolute bombs. And it would have been nice to have him in our lineup. But at the same time, like we just didn't, he wasn't getting the playing time here that he really deserved. Um, so it's kind of, it just made sense for both sides. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, looking at Doug Armstrong's track record, there is no, no glaring instance of, of him being, him being uh, sort of trigger happy with trades or anything like yeah. that. that. Yeah. Nothing that really makes me concerned about how he's going to handle this off season. I know we've talked about it time and time again, that this is going to be a very telling off season for the blues and probably in, in, in my memory, the most important off season that they've had. Um, so I, I looking around the league, there's not really many GMs I'd, I'd be more comfortable with uh, having, having the control of that than Doug Armstrong. Yeah. And even when he, even when he has trouble with contracts and runs into kind of runs himself into kind of a money corner there, uh, as we saw with the Rhino Riley trade, he's pretty good at <laughs> cleaning up his mistakes. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see. It's, I feel like that's all we could, we've been able to say these past few, I know. Past few days, I, I'm weeks. tired of waiting. Seen. Like the Jake Allen trade was cool because we actually had something tangible. They're like stepping stone and like happening, but like, I need some more. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, I'll tell you what, we're getting close to the end of today's episode. So let's take one more short break and then we'll be right back with the latter half or the latter few minutes of today's episode. All right. All right. All right. What do you, well, where do you want to go next on? We got a, we got a little bit of, we want to talk about football, the NFL, not my favorite, but do you want to do, you excited. want to do football first? Do you want to do football last? <laughs> That way we can just kind of uh, do like an afternote. We can do Islanders and Lightning preview. Oh, yeah, true, true. All right, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So the Islanders taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. Um, Islanders, Islanders struggled uh, a little bit, a little bit yeah. in game one. Yeah, trying to turn the ship around. So, I, dude, I, that first period is going to be wild because Tampa Bay has been hot, kind of firing on all cylinders like we talked about last episode, and Islanders are going to come out on a mission, right? So it's going to be – I feel like it's going to be fireworks right off the jump. Yeah, it's like I said about the the Vegas Dallas game. Um, game two is is probably ex- going to be extremely telling for how the rest of the series is going to go. Um, if Tampa goes out and has a dominant first period, then they're probably going to sweep the series. But if New York comes out and wins wins the game pretty pretty strongly and, and sort of shocks everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Shocks everyone like they have been doing. Um, I feel like they've been counted out in every series that they've been in. And then they've kind of reminded us all why they're here. So if I had to guess, I would say that they're, that they're going to show up uh, with, with that team tonight, the sort of the, Hey, we're, 
we're still here um, aspect. But who knows? With with Tampa, maybe this is their year that they're finally living up to their full potential of being an absolute juggernaut. Because I feel like we've been saying that for for years and years. Is this Tampa team is unbeatable? They're gonna run the run the table with everyone they face, and they never really did that until this year. They're they're kind of running the table with everyone they face. Mm-hmm. So yeah, kind of like beating around the bush, and now they're finally showing what they're capable of. I like it. Right. Right. No more, no more Mr. Nice guy. <laughs> yeah. All right, Josh. So, um, given everything that we've talked about, who are your locked on players of the game for tonight's matchup? Tampa Bay lightning versus the New York Islanders. Okay. Tampa Bay lightning versus the New York Islanders. I'm going to have to pull up, uh, pull up a little bit of roster information. I mean, for Tampa, it almost seems too easy to pick Braden point. Yeah. Just because just, <laughs> But 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 I have to because yeah. a lot of times in hockey when you have the best player on the ice your team is going to win and Braden Point has looked like the best player on the ice far and away in pretty much every single game that he skated in these playoffs. Um, He's got looks 12 like a, points in his last five games. Yeah, looks like an absolute superstar. <laughs> I mean, it um, kind of just jumps off the page at you there. <laughs> Good God, absolutely, absolutely obliterated the Islanders in Game One. You got, you can't not pick Braden Point if he is locked on tonight. Tampa wins. That, I feel like that's the definition of locked on player of the game. Is if he's locked on, we've seen what he can do. He put up five friggin' points last game uh, in a playoff game in Game One against a pretty damn good defensive team in the New York Islanders. Um, looking at the Islanders, I don't know, man, because they're one of those teams that like you never really know where the where the production is going to come from night in night out, which is very which is good. Um, but after last game, I feel like they they're just going to have to kind of have to hit a big reset button. You know, there's no that's going to be able to carry over momentum from last game because they yeah. lost eight to two. Right. So, I mean, I guess you, at that point you got to look at their you got to look at their uh, look at the the reliable studs. Like maybe a Matt Barzal would be a good choice. Um, yeah. he's that's what I was going to say. Just because, uh, like, I don't know if you saw or not. He's got like a black eye. And he's getting all banged oh, yeah. up and stuff. So I feel like he's going to come out especially pissed off. You don't think? How would I not have seen that, Tommy? It I don't, is every I other picture sure. on my Twitter time. <laughs> it's just making sure. <laughs> And I feel he, like yeah, that's enough driving force for me. Oh yeah, um, and he's been a little a little underwhelming. Um, uh, not enough that he hasn't been spectacular, but he has. Um, he hasn't necessarily been that superstar that maybe Braden Point has been, and, and the superstar that it takes to to elevate your team to the next level. And right. I think he absolutely has the potential to do that. And like you said, with that black guy, maybe comes in with like a chip on his shoulder. Uh, so yeah, I think that's that's a good pick for me. Even though I it's I'm like uh, me a little it's, bit. it's kind of like LeBron, how like when he would get hit in the nose or whatever, he's got those mask games. It's like oh man, Barcelona like. Uh, black eye, black eye Barzal. Yeah, we can make up a new stat. But yeah, black eye Barzal. That's great. Yeah, we'll just use that from now on. That's black beautiful. eye Barzal is 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 uh, has five goals and five. Assists. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just um, nuts. Yeah, we can talk about that. Um, for me, uh, locked on players of the game for Tampa. I like the Braden Point pick because I've been kind of. <laughs> Uh, singing his praises for like kind of like been since the beginning of the playoffs, but like he, I mean, he's been a man on fire, so you can't can't not acknowledge that. Um, but I think last game, not that he's been like not a factor in these games really, but I feel like Kucherov really just kind of exploded last game. Um, so that he did, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick him 
as my lockdown player of the game and kind of continue that hot streak that he's been on. Um, for the Islanders, I'm going to go with Brock Nelson uh, because he's got four goals in his last five games and seven points. I feel like kind of how you said Barzal's been underwhelming. He's kind of been overwhelming. And I feel like they need they need a player on their team that you, that's going to step up and be that playoff warrior, that kind of Jaden Schwartz player for the Blues or even a brain point player like the lightning, you kind of, I mean, you don't necessarily need one player to step up and fit into that role, but it would be nice. Um, so I'm going to take Brock Nelson because it feels like he's kind of inching his way there for him. It's a good pick. That's a solid pick. I think, yeah, I think that sort of goes along the lines of what I was saying with, with a team like the Islanders is you never really know who's going to show up on a given night, right. which is probably a benefit because a team like that's a lot harder to game plan against. Yeah. Like the Tampa Bay Lightning, you're like, okay, if we just stop their swarms of good forwards, we'll maybe be okay. Yeah. Um, but just maybe. Sometimes you can do all you can and then still lose 8-2. to two, So I think it's Tampa's series to lose. I think it always has been. But Yeah, for the last couple of years. <laughs> right, right. That's what I was going to say. It's been that way for the last couple of years, and they have found ways to lose series. Yeah, exactly. Um, so don't so, count out the Islanders. Right. Do not. Well, I wouldn't even say don't count out the Islanders. I, I would say don't count out the, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning from Debacle. over, over yeah. from overplaying their hand. <laughs> like it would be too, it's too easy for them at this point. Like there's got to be something. Something's going to happen. This series is going to go to six or seven somehow. Yeah, in classic Tampa fashion, or not, or they're just going to sweep and prove everybody wrong and handily win a Stanley Cup this year. I think I think that that's the only those are the only two outcomes is they either disappoint again or win the next. Well, they won one game, so win the next five games in a row and just take the cup home like it was like it's nobody's business. Yeah, and everyone keeps talking about like Leonard and um, Marc Andre Fleury, and it was Markstrom and Demko and all these guys, all these goalies in the playoffs. But Vasilevsky's been having himself a pretty good campaign too. So. So I think yes, he has. the big cat's kind of like quietly has a 930 save percentage and 1.91 goals against average. So, I mean, that's going to help you out too in the long run, especially because goaltending on the other side uh, looked kind of suspect last game. So, All right. All right. Tell you what, Tommy, we're getting real close to the end of the episode. So I will let you take this one because I don't know anything about football. Not don't know anything, but I haven't looked into it enough this year. But give me in 30 seconds your Super Bowl pick and why. Uh, my Super Bowl, my <laughs> Super Bowl, my Super Bowl pick for this year is I feel like everyone is kind of on like the same band- bandwagon for the same couple of te- teams. So I'm going to go kind of outside the box here because I it's a Super Bowl pick that I want to see happen as much as I think it's possible that it could happen. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills because oh, first of all, the fans are absolutely Lord. insane and they deserve <laughs> they deserve a Super Bowl championship because they've waited forever and forever. Josh Allen is a game changer that we talk about. He's got a cannon of an arm. Um, he makes it happen with his feet, too. He's basically doing everything in his power to will his team to victories. Um, but the offense wasn't very good last year. What was really good last year was their defense, and I feel like that's the reason that they had such a good record that they did. Their offense is adding Stephon Diggs, who was a deep threat. I think, I think since 2018, he had... <laughs> Uh, second most targets over 40 yards and that was only to Tyreek Hill so now he's with a gunslinger and Josh Allen he's going to have a better season Josh Allen's going to have a better season their offense is going to have a better season and their defense is still sacked still stacked I think they're going to impress a lot of people this year so I'm going Buffalo Bulls. okay okay um, if I had to pick uh, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
you think oh, you think Tom Brady give an extra Belichick? Yeah, I'd take the uh, Pats over Belichick. Actually, I don't know. Would just because the just because the Bucks have the Bucks and weapons. Yeah, the Bucks weapons are so good. And well, Mike Evans is hurt see. now, so that's a problem. Yeah, because it's hammy. I would, but I don't know how long he's going to be out. I would love to see Tom Brady prove everybody wrong and and win himself a, a ring without Bill Belichick and sort of solidify both of their not solidify both of their legacies because that would probably hurt Belichick's legacy. But eh, I think he can pull it off. Brady and Gronk reunited. Book it. <laughs> We'll talk more right about here. football tomorrow. But, we, will, uh, we will, for sure. Any, but for now, yeah, we got open all we got tomorrow. Chiefs versus Houston. God, that's going to be a sick matchup. I'm stoked. That is be fun. All right, I think that's all we got, Tom. You got anything else to add? Uh, nope, that's all I got. Uh, make sure you guys follow us at Locked On Blues on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at 12 15. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, 